0: Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the Front Porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful,
1: been a beautiful week, been a beautiful day, hmm. I think. Uh, uh, we just got a little rain. We, here, we did, so. we did. I, I guess um, late last week, it, it had a day of rain, and um, I, where I was at, it was just kind of overcast, but then 10 minutes away in town, it was flooding evidently so i must have just Mm. must have just missed that but um
0: yeah just a wave yeah
1: no i got the weekend was beautiful so i got to go out and it's been warm 70s to 80s but not too warm not too humid so really really enjoying it's it's getting close into uh well it is vacation time so Mm. what it's getting close to is where i'm i'm going to start thinking about taking a trip somewhere um which i i need to do sooner rather than later, but I do like getting out and getting yeah. away, so yeah that's that's mm-hmm. start kind of starting this week that that thoughts, but until then, I've spent my extra time that I have this summer last week doing all my media stuff, you know, I mean besides like household outside work, but yeah, I got to I caught up on a lot of a lot of movies, a lot of shows, um, and got some video I'm catching I'm catching up in my steam library, which I'm feeling pretty happy about. Yeah. I'm actually handling multiple games better this time. (laughs) Like, I I, (laughs) might talk a little bit here as we went through. I I played some Vermintide 2 this week, which I haven't played in about a year or so, a year or two. Hmm. And uh, it had several content patches. So, like, oh, it's kind of like I had done the things I wanted to do. And now, coming back to it, oh, it's got all this new stuff. So, that was fun. Um, I bought uh, Rome 2, was it, no, Total War Warhammer is what it was warhammer 2 and okay. i played a little bit of that so far and holy cow that game is a lot of stuff it's a kind of uh
0: like a real-time strategy
1: uh yeah well uh no um <laughs> I, well i mean i yeah so it's kind of like i'm playing i want all i played was the campaign i don't know if there's different things but um there is it's got a an overworld kind of type map thing where, and I don't want to go in the whole description of the game. It's got an overworld map where you sure, sure. you you know you go and manage your kingdoms and your cities and upgrade your cities to to have like oh, I want an extra building that will give me this troop. Now you don't actually, unlike mm-hmm. real time strategy, you don't place the building in or anything. You just say on the town menu, I want you know this building or upgrade this troop or whatever. Um, oh, and see. then then you like have heroes kind of type thing like Warcraft three mm-hmm. hero type things um generals and whatever and, and they're in and their specific armies and you move them around the maps on a turn based kind of type thing. And then cities generate revenue, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the it's mm-hmm. that's one part of the whole game. Um and then there's you go in so that's kind of almost like a Sim City esque type. Yeah,
0: thing. I was gonna say it sounds a little bit like SimCity. It, it does. You, it does. There are some buildings you place, but for the most part like you put down roads, you set up zoning, and then the city builds yeah, itself. Yeah,
1: that, that's kinda how it is. Um there are like it's the map's kind of pre made, so there's like cities already, but you like mm-hmm. you have to go take them back from the enemies or invade or whatever your kind of campaign goals are. Um sure. but anyway, um so yeah, that's very kind of sim city That's very being very broad there. Um and then right. when you go in and do map, like to the battles, it's mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like it. It's um, I'm not saying anything like it. It's definitely what you might think of like a StarCraft battle type thing, except large troops. So you'll have one squad yeah. of troops, let's say pikemen, and there's probably like a hundred, mm-hmm. maybe two hundred pikemen, and they're really small on your screen, but you can zoom all the way in to see their very detailed faces and such, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. and and then that's one squad, and then of a hundred or two hundred of these guys and there's archers and pikemen and dragons and um goblins and there's just so many different kinds of troops and they look like what you see on tv with the you know they're marching down the way and stuff like gladiator or something
0: yeah is it it's the same franchise as the other total war games like rome yeah
1: I, i've never played any of those but I, i'm assuming it's the same kind of mechanic
0: i've yeah, I've not played any of those a lot, but I remember seeing, I think, Rome Total War or some somebody, you know, something Total War, and trying the demo for one of them and thinking it was okay. Like, I'm somewhat familiar with, like, um, rank-and-file-based combat mm-hmm, from uh, when my family used to do Civil War reenacting. Right. Um, I, for a little while, was a captain, which is company commander. You know, I'd have as many, I mean, historically, and this is probably still true, um, an army captain is over 100 men. I never had 100, but I would have like 20 or 30 sometimes if we had a bunch of extra guys. But, um, you know, in the Civil War, we were still doing that, like, the the soldiers line up, right, and they're in... And they're in ranks, and you have all these, th- these different things, these different commands and maneuvers, and it's, well, I would say that it's like a video game, but the video games are like that. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. it's like you're, the game is trying to simulate that idea of like, yes, you want to, you know, it's like they they talk about things like getting flanked. And if you've, you know, if you only played like Starcraft and stuff and they're like, okay, they come from the side, what's the big deal? Like, then you attack to the side, like the guy, the guys just run around and figure it out. But if your troops are all in a line and they're most effective in a line because their guns aren't accurate, you can't just turn them to the side. Yeah. Like you either have to make the whole line go in this big wheel or you can have them turn, but now you've just got a couple guys on the end shooting, and they're just going to get slaughtered. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's so I wasn't sure if the war. I don't know a lot about the Warhammer. Is it so? It's not the. Is it the fantasy Warhammer? Yeah, it's, not it's the, a, space it's the Warhammer? fantasy Warhammer. So, so okay. it's got like yeah. we played that football game. Um, yeah right i mean but obviously it's not football it's, thing, this is yeah. obviously completely different game but like in terms of the setting yeah and like, this, right, it's fantasy like orcs and yes and elves and there, stuff. there's
1: okay. there so far i've only seen like my advisor is human but i haven't seen any humans i didn't know if humans were selectable there's the races that were but there
0: are no like there are no mechs no 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 no, no.
1: Okay. I, unless there's some dwarven thing i haven't seen yet um but sure. the, yeah the um, the troops are Warhammer has its own kind of fantasy setting that's I think a little bit more darker than say a Tolkien fantasy type stuff. Uh, it, right. It
0: almost I know a lot of that stuff influenced um the original creators of Warcraft. Yeah,
1: right. I can see uh, that it, it's got um this feels very gothic horror type fantasy mm-hmm. is what it is. You know, you you still definitely have the the high elves that are you know, the noble warrior elf people and you have the mm-hmm. dark elves, which are, you know, the drow type things, but then everything right. else is all like monster monsterish, Right. Even the, the mm. rat men are like evil demon looking rat men. Right. And, and, right, and the, right. yeah, the vampires are horrific and they, they really do look like something out of Lovecraft. All of, all of the, the, the monsters do. Okay. Um, which, which, but it's very, it's very cool. And I, I think that's what I'm starting to get into just semi recently. Is I mean, Warhammer's been forever, around forever. I've, always, I've played Warhammer games, and some of my friends have been a big to it. But I, I just been like, I, I prefer like the D and D settings or the whatever, right? But, um, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of recently been getting into it, and I, re, I really kind of like it. it. It's, it's, some it's alt fantasy. I don't say alt fantasy, but it's, it's a different one, right? It's not Lord of the Rings, and it's sure. not D and D, sure. Um, yeah. so, which is pretty cool. And, and it does, it's got its own like big history. Cause they've got tons and tons of books and role-playing systems. And so it's mm-hmm. got us, you know, Warhammer's got the settings. And I'm sure people who, who are big into the setting know all of the, the Skaven and the chaos and the things like that. But yeah, right? I, yeah. I'm just learning it, which is neat. Like Warhammer sets you to this, this Warhammer total war. His campaign is you know, walking you through. A, a, I'm, I chose the High Elves just to start and learn, sure. and their, you know, their politics and their people and their stories. So it's kind of like my first step into that kind of thing. But anyway, the gameplay of it is when you're doing that battle stuff is pretty cool. Like it's a really, really huge battlefield, right? Like a huge countryside type thing, and you're and you have these troops. And I've only commanded troops about. Because I just kind of started playing, like 500 people, right, with five different troops of maybe a hundred each. Okay. And I've just done basic stuff, like I had the cavalry, pikemen, archers, right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm, and they're just learning the basics of the game, like okay, archers shoot at a distance, and um, if you're on a hill, it it matters. It, it takes all that kind of stuff into consideration. Sure, and, sure. Um, your troops, like you said, flanking. Your the cavalry can hide in the woods and then run up to side. It made me feel a lot like playing um, the, uh, what's that game or that movie we watched, the show we watched on Netflix with they, they fought in Vikings all the time. Um, um, Last, Kingdom? Last Kingdom? You know how all the time they're choosing their battlefields and they're like, and then they come out of the woods or they'll they'll hide from the side. And like, that's what it felt it Yeah. Felt like.
0: Or like, um, do you remember the movie we watched with um, Chris Pine? That was like the true Oh yeah. Robert Robert the Bruce, William Wallace kind of era. Yeah. At least, you know, quote unquote true. That was a lot more the battles were a lot more gruesome and, Mm -hmm. you know, chaotic and messy than in, you know, like Braveheart. Right.
1: And and it's it's neat kind of seeing this because I I always see it on TV, but I've not seen any game like this that just so detailed and so many troops that and you are feel like a, an overhead commander type thing, commanding these guys around to do, and you, you're you choosing the, the battlefield. And then I played the second battle, and that's when they start introducing, like, okay, things that aren't what you normally think of. Like, I got a griffin or a phoenix at the core, which is like five phoenixes that fly over and attack the troops. I'm like, that's cool. And I can see, I can already see that there's tech trees for tons of other monsters and stuff. And that's just for my race. Like, I'm just playing the elven race um and mm-hmm. there's there's like seven different races in this game already, um which is really really cool, and then they have expansions like for ten bucks you can buy the expansions and have other races and like that's that's super neat so i I'm anyway, I got bought it I'm really excited to play it um the The Vermontide game is a first person melee game uh with just lots and lots of mm-hmm. lots and lots of murder of bad guys. Um, very graphic, and it's very very okay. dark. Um, like again, gothic type stuff. When hordes mm-hmm. of hundreds of rat men come over, you know, pouring over the hill at you, and you have to slice them down with your with your weapons and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's it's a rogue like game, so you have to make your way through the um, the town and meet the objectives, and you know, oh, rescue this person and. Um, sure. Turn on the the gate to release the demons from the thing and whatever, right? And then and then escape, uh, or you die. And it's only four players, and you can only. It's always the same four characters. Like so, you had.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. it's like uh you guys played this last you year. Did, yeah. It's like um, Left for Dead. Yeah, bit, I, I guess I had I not played that one. Best. I think another so. game I didn't play. Yeah. So.
1: Um and and again I haven't played it for a year so I, there's new classes so it's the same characters like there's always the elf lady. But she has different jobs, right? She has different classes type stuff that, sure, she, that sure. she can do. So, like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, anyway, I really, I got to do some of that this week. And that was really, I'm, I'm having a real good time with it. It's, you know, feeling like I can spend that time and uh mm-hmm. and do the summer stuff. Uh, I picked up, um sorry to keep rambling about video games. I re-picked up Dust Elysium Tale on the PlayStation. It's a uh, hmm. side-scrolling platformer kind of zelda ish game like
0: i remember hearing about that but i don't
1: it's fantastic it's a truly fantastic game and it's just one that i just want to play through right i just it's only like Mm -hmm. they say it's only like 10 to 12 hours to play through and i know last time i had about six six hours into it so i'm just gonna you know sit down and play it it's just been really fun
0: to a non-gamer that sounds like so much it does
1: right but to a gamer it doesn't seem like that much
0: it's not it's not at right. all. No.
1: a uh, matter of fact, we were talking about in VR. Uh, our friend of the show, Bill, was talking about buying a game for ten dollars that was gonna last him six hours, and he's like, Man, that doesn't you know, I don't want to spend that much money for just six hours. I'm like, Six <laughs> hours is a lot of time. Entertainment.
0: Six hours of it like VR time is a different metric mm-hmm. though.
1: Although my my Demio time is going off the roof with time. Like I forget I lose mm. my I lose my uh time track of time in there. Like I realize it's two. Uh, yeah, it's been an hour yeah, and a half, two hours, and then we're like, oh, we just played a game. That's you know, mm-hmm. lose we'll lose track of that.
0: I yeah, I had a little bit of that when I played Vader Immortal. I was starting to check the time when I was getting close to the end. I was like, how long have I got? But that's a game I play standing up. Oh, so it's a yeah,
1: right, sure. The um,
0: you gotta you gotta crouch and move and.
1: Yeah, as I was playing all this stuff, I was thinking. I was that. thinking, man this is going to be on me, like, how have I played so many games or done so much stuff in a week? And, like, I realized, like, oh, last year at this time I was playing an MMO, and that's why now I can... Yeah. All my time, I forget how much time gets sucked up on MMO time. Like, and it's...
0: Well, that's a that's a good opportunity for me to segue into my kind of funny, weird story mm-hmm. about World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. That's right, you're um, playing that again,
1: right? They got the new expansion.
0: Yeah. This or, is going to be... Old expansion pr- that's new. Pr- Yeah, this is going to be pretty specific to World of Warcraft. So, as always, there are chapter marks in the podcast. You can skip Mm -hmm. ahead if you neither know nor care uh, about this. Um, So, World of Warcraft Classic. Uh, We talked about this Mm -hmm. about two years ago-ish, when we had my buddy Sean on, my former GM, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, our buddies Zahn and Pete brothers, and I uh, played World of Warcraft Classic for about two months Ish. which is you know two months of like multiple four or five hours a day i want right. to say um maybe not quite on some days because i was still doing the podcast and stuff you didn't tend to spend that um, amount of time on
1: an name without you just kind of yeah yeah, not yeah about
0: it, it's so. like when you know you go in the forums and people are like oh how long is it going to take me to level something something and somebody's like you know, for a for a casual player, you should be able to get to max level and they're talking about retail. They're like, you should be able to get to max level, um, you know, within a couple weeks if you're only able to play like two or three hours a day. A day, right. Yeah. And the the people like, the people with full-time jobs and kids are like, you, you and I have vastly different definitions of casual. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, um, you know, they're talking casual two, three hours a day. Hardcore is like 40, 50 hours a week. Right. Right, where... To, to somebody out there like my casual is like i get on a couple times a week yes for right. an hour. that's what i would think of as casual
1: <laughs> right. nowadays I yeah think exactly that
0: right. yeah. um anyway um world of warcraft classic just dropped uh the burning crusade mm-hmm. right that's the first expansion for the game back in 2008 ish so, i think 2008 um it's the expansion that i played the most of originally back when i was working for trotsky and then for a while when i was unemployed um definitely raided the longest and most hours most successfully we talked about that that's when i met sean and uh and raided with him and so i was kind of excited for this kind of on the fence and then of course as more of our friends expressed interest i got more interested our betty pete uh was playing by himself and got to level 60 just before um um, what they call the pre-patch. So um, as part of this story, when we dropped off of playing classic, most of the classic group switched over to retail, which is the new version mm-hmm. of the game. And then we picked up um, uh, uh Zahn and Pete's brother, Ben, and also our buddy, Aaron. Um, and so there were four or five of us playing on retail for a while, probably on and off for another Four, five, six months. It's a little easier to spend less to spend fewer hours in retail and get more accomplished. Yeah. Right? It's just the nature of the beast kind of thing. It's more arcadey. Um But uh uh Pete found us a different server in Classic that is not a PvP server, which is a whole thing. Like that was Did part it. of our frustration right. that let us led us to quit. We put up with the world PvP for a long time and then we're like We went, I mean, one of them went back. I hate to say it, but
1: it's it's so, if he always feels good to say, I told you so,
0: (laughs) right? No. And, and we, we all knew that too. It was just the only people I knew from the old days, which was basically just Sean were, had only ever always played PVP servers. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because he mostly always played a healer. Like when I knew him, he played rogue, but in classic or in vanilla, he played healer. And so he always had people with him. He leveled in dungeons, and his gameplay experience is just completely different from mine. And I didn't really realize that yeah. uh, his pre raid experience. But anyway, um, we found a different server and switched to Horde, which annoys me. But I'm like, whatever. I'll go where the people are, sure. um, which has always been kind of my my perspective. And they did something different. I got to move this story along, or I'll use up the whole podcast mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, they did something different in classic than the original Burning Crusade launch, where instead of making the new races, which are Blood Elf and Draenei, instead of making them them available when the expansion started, like day of, they were going to make them available in the pre patch, which is the like the time leading up to. The new expansion, which they started doing a couple of... Well, they sort of started doing it almost all the way back with Burning Crusade. But it's gotten more and more involved. Like, the the current expansion in retail is Shadowlands, where you go into, like, the afterlife. And there was this whole big event for almost a month where you could kill all these bosses and do all these things that were only available in this small window of time. But in Classic, they were going to make the new races available. And I'm like, all right, when that drops... I'm gonna start a new character because I wanted to play Blood Elf, and I'm either gonna be Paladin or Hunter. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I ended up with Paladin just because nobody else in the group was talking about rolling anything that could tank. Um, we've uh, Aaron has has joined us along with Zan and Pete, and so they are uh, Warlock, Priest, Shaman. Okay. And I'm like, we have a couple optional healers, but we have no optional tank, so. You know, I could play hunter or I'll play paladin, and I've been enjoying the paladin largely because I can just throw buffs on everybody I see. The zones are all crowded because of the, you know, the expansion launch, and then you know I can see people that are they've accidentally pulled too much or stuff has respawned on top of them and they're close to dying, and I can help them kill stuff and throw heals on them, and they're always super grateful <laughs> and it's rewarding. Right. Um, right. But I was doing that sort of casually quote-unquote casually leveling up this character and then i found out uh probably with less than a week left so uh for time time frame they started the pre-patch two weeks before the expansion launch which was june 1st and may 18th respectively um i found out that there was a quest available um right outside the Dark portal, which is where you go to get into the new zone for Burning Crusade. Um there's a quest to kill six demons that are coming out of this portal. Um, and if you do it, you get a tabard, and the tabard doesn't do anything, it's just cosmetic, except it has like a use ability every 15 minutes that makes your character flex and puts a big yellow glow okay. around you, like like you're a big deal. And you have to be level fifty five to get this. Uh And then I looked at my time and I looked at like, I had not been playing, you know, very, um, uh, intensely for the like week and a half, uh, you know, up to this point. And I was like, I wonder if there's enough time. And we were coming up on Memorial weekend. Right. So I'm like, I've, I've three days. I have a whole weekend (laughs) that I can, that I can devote to this. And as I sometimes do, I did not get really, really serious about it until Monday, Memorial day. <laughs> it happened to be when my parents left. So there was no, like, n- not that any, like I could stay in my room all day and play. Wow. And nobody would knock on my door right. or anything, but I still would feel awkward if I didn't like come up and participate in meals. That, and that, stuff.
1: That's like how that. I feel. Now that Sydney's gone for the summer, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Right,
0: right. Right. So, uh, Moving along with the story. So I played quite a bit over the weekend. And then Monday, Memorial Day, aside from like going up to heat up food or use the restroom or whatever, I was on the game all day for like almost 20 hours. Oh, jeez. Like basically from when I woke up until like four in the morning. Jeez. Because I was looking at the clock going, the quest is going to go away when they shut the service down for maintenance, Mm -hmm. which was. 7 a.m. Pacific, because it's California, uh, but that's 10 a.m. our time. Right. And I'm like, you know, for several hours, I I really toyed with the idea of what if I just don't sleep, stay up all night, and then I'll, like, sleep half the morning and call in sick and come into work the afternoon (laughs) or whatever. My job is pretty flexible that way. And it got to be, like, 4 a.m., And I was level fifty-two, I wanna say. Oh goodness. Maybe maybe a good ways into fifty-two. Like you get to the point where even with some really good solid grinding, it takes two to three hours per level. Yeah. And if you're just grinding killing mobs, like it's gonna be more like three or four hours. Like I was watching the clock all day, just trying to keep going. And then I'd get sidetracked on stuff. I'm like, what if I do the if I get in a dungeon, maybe things will go a little faster. And then Sometimes that's true, and sometimes it's not. Like, the dungeon group could be really slow. I had a tank that was kind of underleveled, and they're just, like, very slowly, methodical. Like, we never wiped. We only had one death, and so it was a good run, but it took so long. Yeah. And so I'm, like, stressing out, anxious all day. (laughs) And then I finally, Monday, 4 a.m., I I give up. I'm like, oh, well. I got close, but I didn't do it, which is almost more frustrating. I'm like, I didn't have to kill myself all weekend. I could have just relaxed. And then I woke up Monday, start, you know went, started work normally, and um, found out that it wasn't um, the quest was going to still be available until 6 p.m uh, because it wasn't going to go until the server opened, until the portal opened. And I was like, "Oh God!" Now there's a chance. <laughs> like I had sort of resigned myself to being okay. Right. And um, our buddy Pete had sent me some gold, and there were people um, I think they were Chinese or something, who would run a section of Strathholm, which is one of the high level dungeons. Yeah. Uh, they're two mages, and they do like slow frost damage, so they can kill all these mobs, and you get like twenty five percent of a level. In each run, uh, for thirty gold, right? They're like doing it as a service, as boosting service. Oh my goodness, yeah! And so I did that for several hours over my lunch break, and then it got it got closer and closer to six, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pushing the clock here. And I get down there, and because it's right before the portal opens, the whole server is there. It's just surrounded with people. Oh right! And I'm I'm frantically trying to tag the mobs. As fast as I can, because that's how the tagging still worked in in classic. Yeah. Um, and I get to, I've gotten five of the six that I need, and I've hit the last one, and then it like, it's like five fifty seven, five fifty eight. It's not even six o'clock yet. All the mobs coming out of the portal despawn. No, and then the portal changes color, Yeah. but people still can't get through it because of the lag and all this thing. And then it's and then it's nothing. I am like are you serious? <laughs> I got five of the six mobs that I need. And Pete was like, "Uh, you need to, you need to open a support ticket. Just be real crappy with them. And, you know, and they'll, it's, it's such a small thing. Like right. they'll, you know, they, they got to do it. It's, it's so, and that's what I did and went back and forth with support for a while. Um, the, It's a the weird thing about blizzard support. They, you rarely get the same person reply. Like, one person replies, and I reply back to them, and then a new person replies the next time. And they, for the most part, were well-informed. Like, the last time I, I interacted with with WoW support, it was, oh, probably like a year ago. And it took me like three or four replies before they clearly understood what I was even asking. Like, they were very friendly, friendly, whatever, um answer some other question that's not what i was asking and i'm like no this is not it has nothing to do with that i'm asking about this right. i didn't have any of that this time it was just like if you think this is a bug you should report it to the to the bug and finally i got a person who gave me a link to a post on a page that was like you know there are some known issues with this quest but this time we're not refunding any we're not you know giving any granting any quest completion or giving any rewards and i'm like cool just like uh just like the rainmaker right and they're like we're gonna deny all claims and so at the end of the day it was it 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 did not uh it did not end in success and our our buddy pete had a good point he said it's kind of like the story with pat and the and the battlestar galactica um game right everyone's a cylon (laughs) right like it's a more memorable story than any of the games that we successfully played right this one that was like you know tragic defeat and like telling the story the reward and everything seems so trivial it just is this thing that like it's only available for a little bit of time yeah and then from from that point on anytime i see somebody with it i'm like man i was so close to having that (laughs) (laughs) right it's like it's dumb it doesn't mean anything but uh yeah that was my my last weekend if you remember i i uh postponed our um our recording until Wednesday last oh, week. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was Memorial Day anyway, and I was like, I bet he's got something going. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But the the something I had going on was playing well. Uh, for you know, twenty that, hours that's, straight.
1: In between us, you know how that is. That's a totally acceptable reason to yeah. delay. A, I mean, delay we, an event. We
0: <laughs> we build in we build in the schedule with a whole week. So I'm like,
1: yeah, we'll have a, mm,
0: that's, a couple that, days. That's what
1: that's and, for. Sometimes the yeah, uh, um, yeah. I I mean. I remember some of that stuff of of getting in and that's why my bank was always so full of everything is that I can't get rid of all this stuff because I've tried so hard and worked so hard on this one thing that really isn't like you said, it's a tabard or it's a thing that doesn't matter Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, a year from now when you do the flex thing, nobody even notices or cares or, or what's worse is that you notice that there's like 500 of them all around. You're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I mean, not, not that that's always the case, but it's always perception, right? It always seems that way. I know there was a, yeah. a specific... In Burning Crusade, there was a dragon mount when they started doing flying mounts. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I really wanted it. It was this black twilight something or other dragon. And mm-hmm. and you had to do like dailies forever. It was just so much, right? right? And I had to do them all the yeah. time. And uh, and they were, it was so incredibly boring. Like it was just get on for an hour and do the same motions again and again and again for a couple hours and, uh, and then do it for, you know, it's like if I can, if I maximize my time on this, I can get it done in a month and a half or something. Right. But, Oh my God, you want to talk about testing your patient and you get it and I got it. And it's great. But now you can get, you can buy mounts that are basically as cool or you get mounts, random drops that are, you know, crazy. And I just want to pull out my twilight dragon. And I'm like, this is cool. I can't get rid of it now that there's everybody has fifty million different mounts and it's not that big a deal anymore. Uh, right. But you know, you spent so much time into it. it. It is almost one of those things that when I look back at some of my MMO time, I do it for every MMO, not just WoW. I have the, mm-hmm. You know, you put that kind of effort, what you just described, into something, and to you, it kind of means something, which you know, kind of validates it in, yeah. in your own. As long as you enjo- enjoy doing it, but I think MMOs do have two too much in my memory of um, not fun to fun times, right? And and I don't realize it when I'm in it, right? Like, you know, like...
0: Yeah, and and a lot of times that's, it's on you, right? Yeah, it is, yeah, it totally is. Because I, you know, as I was just saying, I spend a lot of time raiding in Burning Crusade. Mm -hmm. And so for the most part from that point on, um, you know, when I would come back because I'd take breaks and then I would come back and I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to raid. Like I was part of the, the, the raid group of this guild. And my one real life friend at the time was that very like competitive type a, like he would play, you know, um, whatever PVP shooters and stuff and wanted to be the best. Like he had that drive right. that I don't really have. And, um and so in order to play for us to play together, like I had to do the best that I could to like fake it till you make it with this with this guild with this raiding thing. And then once I did that, I was part of it. Like I couldn't um you know, I couldn't quit. Like if we were gonna if we were gonna raid, I was expected to be Yeah, that's the raids um, are the
1: worst because it does do that. You're and so you're beholden to other people, a lot more than just a few other people.
0: Right. But, and so when i mean i was dps they could have gone without me and you know i would often ask i'm like if i'm good if you guys need and you know they would very often take me along because i you know i did fairly well i was never at the top but um you know top five top ten but um of our of our 25 and so then when i came back to the game i was like oh man i have all the time i want now to like farm up all the weird mounts and try to collect all the different pets and do all the fun side stuff that I didn't have time to do when I was raiding 20, 30 hours a week. Um, and the problem with that was there was no, um, like that was the only reward to it. And if, you know, like best case, I would see a stranger and they're like, Oh man, you have that mount but more often it was like, oh, you have the Anixia mount, I have that mount too. I have that mount too. Right. Like, yeah. If if they also collect mounts, like they have it, and uh, if they have not quit every expansion like I have, they have everything I have and more. And more. So, right. Like I'm never going to catch up with the serious collectors, and I also am not am not engaging in any of that, uh, you know, rewarding and also frustrating. you know, all the things that go along with social activity. Yeah. I'm not getting any of that either. I'm just playing an MMO by myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I...
0: And I've tried to get into groups, but of course I'm not a, I'm not a super extroverted kind of person. Right. So I'm like the, you know, after the first couple of times of somebody having a kind of bad attitude or a little bit of drama toxicity, I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to put up with this <laughs> right. like, without, without my one friend, like dragging me along through it. It's, it's not worth, right. It's not worth the effort for me. Yeah. But.
1: The, uh, um i i think when i played neverwinter which was the last mmo that i played um oh yeah what i i was a solo for that and i think that game does lend yeah, itself yeah. to a lot of solo things
0: um it depends on the game yeah for sure but like, but i final fantasy was that way. right
1: but i i started to feel i got to the point where i was hitting dailies on stuff to to progress the mm-hmm. campaign some of the campaigns um and mm-hmm. i was running it for about running them for about a month and i was actually one of those like i had paid i paid for the premium for this which is really not much uh but sure. for 6 months i got you know 3 months left on the thing i want to keep keep doing it but wh- yeah. i was it was a lot easier for me to just take that step back and realize that oh there's other games that i kind of want to play that are also fun um and i also have a good good time with um and i like this one and i'm at, it's kind of like when you work with especially mmos you work your way all the way up to get to like the cool parts and you want to keep doing the cool yeah. parts, which I think leveling is awesome and fun. But when you get to the grouping and rating, that's when it's really fun. So you want to keep doing that stuff. But the, the actual, like the newness, the new things that you do or get become work, right? It's to get mm-hmm. any more of that new stuff. So it's, it's kind of a mixture of you do enjoy doing it, um, but not the same extent because you're not, you know, getting anything new or, or doing anything new. Unlike say like first person shooters, I'll say you mentioned your friend who was a shooter person. Those games from the outset aren't necessarily about progression; they're just about that bite sized minute, right? Or you know. Yeah, whatever. I mean, unless
0: you're unless you're doing it competitively, and then the progression is something else. Like it's not a it's not an in game progression; it's a more social progression.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it, you know, same thing with with fighting games. The same way, you know, it's it's a. Uh, uh, things that you go and continue to do and it's but it's it's still about those minute to minute type type things you're not unlocking new characters you know playing fighting games really um mm-hmm. but uh, anyway uh, the the thing with the neverwinter stuff was that it was easier because i was just doing solo stuff that i realized i can totally shelf this and it's totally fine right it's it's right i, I, I can always come back to it if i really wanted to mmo i also had mm-hmm. that a in my mind, realizing that MMOs never end, right? Um, I had <laughs> I had caught up to the successful ones, Yeah, I had yeah. caught up to the current content and was playing the current content. And then when I got to the current content, it was like, oh, current content time means slower progression, more TDM, you know. Sure. And, and that's sure. how almost every, Final Fantasy was the same way. You finally catch up to it, and then you're like, oh, now it's all now it all slows down and things are kind of a, a drudge now.
0: I I never got. I never got even close. They they dropped a new expansion a couple weeks ago, oh, did they? and I'm like, I. We got up to the first expansion. Well, they had like a half expansion with the vanilla game. Yeah, we were we got through. Uh,
1: I think we got through that. Part Realm of reborn.
0: It. We <laughs> got we got through that and through its sort of end game stuff, which there's a little bit of that in WoW when you get to like close to sixty, you skip it now from Burning Crusade onward. But originally, um. It was this like, you know, do these zones, do the playland zones, do the yeah. Winter Spring. And so, and it's all kind of a slog, but that's because that was the end game. That was the like, okay, you've got a lot of time now. You're not leveling. You can do this and this and this. But like we did that and we got to the first expansion for Final Fantasy and then people started to quit and yeah, <laughs> forget the, what the, I did. I probably came back to WoW. The, the,
1: I think the main problem with that one, one is that it, it was a, a sub game, so you... You had to, I always had to, had to feel like I had, yep. had to keep playing, and then the other one was that um, uh, th- that and I think this is just because it was a Japanese um, MMO was that they didn't re- they never felt like they were really totally one hundred percent on board with making the leveling smoother. They were it was always you know even the past stuff they they did when we were there, but even that felt like we've cut 15% off of the time. I'm like, that is not what we're asking for here. We're asking like half the time. Right. And, mm. and they were, I remember them thinking like,
0: yeah, I, I forget that because we, we talked about that. They were supposed to be speeding up the first, just the original, like, none right. Of the like I said, just the stuff.
1: original even, and you're like, oh my and God. we,
0: I think we got past it. Like, I think, I think I got past that before they did the smoothing out. And then even with the smoothing out, we're like, okay, well I've done it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole thing, and if we you go back, so and so this, of podcast is a, yeah. we're talking this is the about. this
1: is the thing that, about but... time that what we're talking about like how time investment and kind of with your story with time investment is that you know they they do and, and I, I hope this doesn't come off as a me bag on MMOs because I really enjoy MMOs. and I'm so glad they're around mm-hmm. and I'm looking looking there's that what crow something or right there that I'm looking at crow crow fall as as a potential I'm not saying that that's something I'll do but potential for the next thing. So I, I like them yeah, and I do, we, but... Yeah, we
0: talked about that a little bit because I'm in the beta and I played just a a little bit of it. It has an interesting concept that I know is not something you really like and it, it isn't really something that I would like either, but it's, it seems like similar to games like uh, Terraria, Minecraft, uh, Valheim. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the world is frequently restarting and i don't know what kind of timetable that's on yeah it has the potential like um what like diablo seasons to constantly have an opportunity for you to jump in right yeah not not constantly but regularly right right like if it's if it's every three months or every six months you're like oh hey they're coming up on a new reset in season or something right? I, yeah. I wonder if this this would be the time for me to jump in and everybody's going to be starting over and yeah I won't have the cool hat that they got in the last re- or whatever I don't know how I need. Well, that you you could you
1: it has potential to do things like okay, but this time now the the dark elves have taken over this area of the world starting and they've because they won and therefore it's a whole different thing or or now there's the plague we've introduced yeah, the plague into this. You know, game it's an mechanic. interesting,
0: like it's a thing that I think I think I've heard you say. I've definitely heard um Scott Johnson and other podcasters say, like, "What's the new MMO thing?" Yeah, right. right. Like, like World of Warcraft seems like you know, Shadowlands had a lot of new ideas, and none of them were really executed as well as we'd hoped. Yeah. Um And now they're, you know, they're having success with Classic, but there's, you know there's a shelf life on that. Like it's only going to go, I'll be surprised if they do cataclysm, like they'll probably do wrath of the Lich King in another two years. And then it'll probably be done because yeah. by then it's not different enough from retail to be worth the effort. Yeah. But um, I think Lich King was a great, was like, a great
1: one. That was, that's one that they should. Do yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. It's also when they started making some of the biggest changes. So by the they time they did, to, they started
1: making the, I thought the game become like, I thought thought that the blizzard, world of warcraft was a a simpler game than all of the other games mmos at, mm-hmm. at every time that period that it was out but i think lich king was where they really they really really started going into okay most of the people we have playing here aren't hardcore people and i think yeah, lich, lich yeah. King
0: get that. get the get the game more accessible and some of those changes are good and some of them aren't and that's a whole lot sure, 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 of sure. details but just in the world of mmos like you know Obviously, World of Warcraft has been insanely successful Mm -hmm. for 15 years, you know, with peaks and valleys, but to have survived all this time to still have as many players, you know, whatever, whatever. And then there are a handful of others like Final Fantasy and Guild Wars 2 and Elder Scrolls Online that have their chunk, right? Like nothing that is doing basically the same thing but slightly different is ever going to, you know, pose real competition for... World of Warcraft. I I, I right? think you I think you could. Um, I you I can succeed you for sure. But like as long as they keep updating WoW, it's going to be the familiar thing, right? They're going to be a you know the majority of players who are going to say, I'd rather just keep doing this than learn something new. If there's no if there's nothing new, well, right? Yeah, if it's but- just. This with better graphics. Well, I, or I think with different races. That's why something or...
1: like Crowfall. We, we mentioned Crowfall because it's. I, I've said for the last two years now that like, what what's a real MMO that's new, right? So they launch they yeah. launch MMOs that some that don't have that aren't like they don't have crazy graphics. They don't have crazy you know cool stuff. They don't do anything really new. They kind of are your basic MMO formula with some differences. And and, and right. you're right. And when you're doing that, then sure, wow is the thing. But the thing with WoW is that, and this is says as a person who hasn't picked it up, like played it consistently, like you have, is that so there are way more people that haven't played WoW for ten years than there are people that are still playing WoW, right? And and sure. if any of those people would be, and not to including all of the kids that were fifteen and are now twenty five, or kids that were five and are now fifteen, um, in the last ten years, come forward and they're looking for an MMO, that is not familiar to them, right? Wow is not a familiar right. thing. So the people that might come back like myself to let's see, I want to play an MMO again, or people who are just entering into the, what is an MMO world don't have familiarity with wow. They just don't. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so it's poised for a new, newer, better MMO to come along and, and Trump. Wow. It, they, I think they can, but the problem is, is that nobody, nobody does it better. Right. I mean, they, it's wow. Right. Wow is dated. I mean, I've seen it. I think it's cool. It is. It still looks very dated. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it's that's that's, again, a whole thing. But, you know, to and I don't know, it might just be one of those things where, like, it was a product of its time and nothing like that will ever happen again. Like, the oh, things that, that, yeah, are that's huge, for sure. You'll never get the things 12 that are huge now, now are, you know, you have Fortnite and it doesn't last. It, you know, has its sort of viral day yeah. in the sun. And then people are playing, I don't know, there's something called Roblox. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, don't I mean, those, those,
1: those are the something. same. I mean, uh Call of Duty and Madden were still uh, why and Halo were wildly successful during the time of world of Warcraft still. Sure. Right. So, I mean, it, 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 they were, they were always around. They're kind of two different things, but no, I I do yeah. think that there are, there's still a market for people who sit at their PCs for a long period of time at play. Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, and and right now I think wow is a big competitor in that, that thing. If you're even for those people that I mentioned, the people that were five or now 15 the people that are returning still have still put wow in the running because it's still, especially there,
0: there are a lot of those, there are a lot of those in classic who like, Maybe they they watched their dad play or mm-hmm. whatever when they were kids, and they're like, "Yeah, I want to do like I tried retail, and it's just so different. Like I wanna I want to play the game that my dad played." Yeah, man, to, I I, know, I can tell I you, I would
1: never want to play. I want a classic WoW compared to other games too. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I whatever. I had a group that did it, and yeah. I I never made it. <laughs> I never made it to sixty in in classic or in vanilla. Yeah, right, ironically, but at the time I was like oh, this is a thing I didn't do I'm going to go and I'm going to you know do molten core and stuff and yeah it's, you know again as my it's, group it's a thing. went into playing retail we did that instead but
1: but the uh, but anyway um I said I, I do believe that that it could happen and and I look at many of the games that I play now and I think they're very very fun and they're very very cool um but they're they're not MMOs or they don't have a lot of MMO qualities and then I go play MMOs and they are fun like neverwinter was fun and uh, final fantasy mm-hmm. is fun but they're they're they still do the same MMO things and right. right and and they're not they've not evolved truly at their core any more than what world of warcraft is even today so at their right. at their core you're still running the quest you're still going and clicking on a guy clicking through his quest text and then and then clicking on the next thing and go, that every single one of them is still like that and if you're going to do that now you're just talking semantics between the two and why not WoW, right? So exactly. that's what I'm saying. I think that there is definitely position in the market for an MMO to come, but it, has, it can't just do the same MMO things. And I don't know what that is. I'm not a game designer per se, but everyone who's played MMOs knows what I'm talking about. You know, Once you're done with yeah. the initial ooh-ahs, ooh, you're just running around town, clicking every exclamation point. Running out, k- killing, <laughs> killing the things that are in this area. Running back in town, getting the reward. Yeah, selling yeah. the items. Yeah, that's. And, and they, you can't do that. I just, I don't think that you Pro- can do that.
0: Probably the most, the most different MMO that I've played is, um, is Black Desert. And that I agree. Had that was, that was pretty own kind of. There were some things about it that I really liked, like yeah. the, the amount of. I agree. That, yeah. The amount of things that you could do with little to no interaction because of the pathing and the way that it would move. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need a flight path because I can just jump on my horse and say, "Yeah, run me to the blacksmith NPC in this town over here," yeah. and it'll just get me there. Yeah. It, it also um,
1: that overworld stuff, like where you had crafting that went from like one town and merchants to another town. And, yeah, you right? managed
0: this whole like uh, commerce empire and stuff, but that stuff also sort of ended up being its downfall for me because. I spent so much time doing all that stuff that I was never really playing. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like
0: yeah. I was never going out and fighting any monsters or doing any quests. Like it took up all my time just to manage all my professions and my, uh, my network of, of employees, yeah. of workers. Yeah.
1: So, so some of these will, will be cool and interesting. I know that um, to wrap this segment up, the um, we've had, there's some rumblings in the low background of our, come up with our friends, maybe, Looking at PlanetSide two, that's an old game too, um, but it's a, it is an MMO. It's a first person shooter instead of a you know a point and click one. And I'm not saying mm. that's the thing, but you know that there is some other games out there that are different. Um, I don't know if there's a lot of MMOs on the horizon. So we're gonna look at this Crowfall thing. I still have a feeling it'll end up falling in by what I've seen, falling into the whole you know quest go kick quest things, go do quest things.
0: What I did was the questy thing I think the um the resetting world is the is the maybe, thing. That, yeah, is maybe that yeah maybe that'll actually be is that good. rewarding yeah. or or does it dissociate you from the world and sap you of motivation or or
1: you know again we're which, just which we're just, that, just talking it here be? it could do things like maybe it runs you through the leveling or the whatever process um quickly in in a certain amount of times and then you do everything that you can do in that in that arc of time and then it resets and then you and now it's time to do a different thing and so it, it maybe it will encourage trying new builds trying new uh characters new alts new whatever right e- every iteration kind of like kind of mm-hmm. like diablo like what you said with seasons uh mm-hmm. a new season yeah. comes something out you want to try a
0: different class you know try a different class try even if you either that or try a different build or or a different build yeah yeah, yeah. Just, so so maybe just try something new i mean they could do
1: that 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 could be a thing
0: Right. Yeah, that's all. That's all speculation at this point. Right. So we'll see. So we'll see.
1: Anyway, uh, MMOs. Yeah, still thumbs up on them. I, I like that they're around and, and it's good. And they've got so many options that are really great. They are really great. It's nice to see that it's not just WoW. I mean, WoW is still great.
0: Um, yeah. But, you know. But if you, if you want something else, if you want prettier characters, you can play prettier characters with a very similar game with Final Fantasy. Or if you want much prettier characters with a, uh, microtransaction, a, a, a quite quite a bit different game you can play. Uh, Black, Black Desert. Desert, yeah, Black, De- Although, Black Desert. Although I think they did a, they've done like a major rebuild thing recently. A Black they Desert? Also have a mobile game. Yeah, they have a mobile game that seems very similar to the to the base game. Man, I I I, know, I, I, I could cool. not see
1: myself playing an MMO mobile game. That would be. I I, I yeah, I've always I mean, thought that they should do integrate better integrations with mobile games and MMOs. Like I can't see why MMOs don't have a component that you can play on your, on your handheld. No, I'm not talking about running your character around,
0: but right. What wow has done that for the last couple expansions with their, um, I don't know if you played into warlords of Draenor, but if you've ever played a game where you recruit guys and then you send them on missions, yeah, right. they do this in the assassin's creed games. Right. Um, they for the last three expansions i think have done that like they have a mobile app where you can use guild chat and do some auction stuff but the auction thing is weird and then the main thing is you can manage your your missions that you send because there'll be like three four eight twelve hour missions Mm, yeah and so like if you don't keep logging on the game all the time or do something with remote desktop like i've definitely done i did that a lot with black desert yeah um you get on your phone and you're like oh are they done okay let me collect the rewards and send them out on a different mission or whatever
1: yeah it it just seems like a a nice ripe area where you can actually have a component of your game yeah you know yeah
0: it it annoys me that wow doesn't have a way to do that with pet battles yeah that makes sense right that you would
1: go and you build your pet or even like yeah, you do like like if they had, I don't know they do mounts, but like they that mount battles, right? Like you could train and raise your mount and battle mm-hmm. your mount, and then you go in the game and actually your mount has changed because you have grown it or something. Right, that would right. that would have yeah. cross I mean it It play. seems
0: like it seems like Final Fantasy could do that, though. They're you know being a Japanese game, they would have to support so many different kinds of phones and stuff oh, that sure. it probably would yeah. be too much work. But anyway,
1: that's that's I think that's a always been a neat kind of thing with stuff that could.
0: Could be yeah, done better. There's there's potential. Potential. There. Oh man. All right. Well, we've talked we've talked, to... we've talked about this long enough. Um, <laughs> I did get a chance. Uh, Sarah and I watched the first two episodes of Resident Alien.
1: Oh, we uh, we talked about it a little bit last week, just a little bit.
0: Yeah, we talked about that. Um, With Tudick, Alan Tudick. Alan Tudick, This show kind of baffles me because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, at least on IMDb, and I on IMDb, I think the ratings trend high anyway. But it's got like an eight point two, and I'm like. I'm like, boy, I don't know. Like, it's not bad, but it's not – I wouldn't give it an eight. Like, yeah. I would give it a seven at the absolute most. And, you know, again, okay, I'm only two episodes in. Yeah, that's what I said myself.
1: It's like maybe maybe I'm just not seeing – maybe I have to watch, like, a whole season. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Maybe, like, as you get through the season, it, it gets better. But I'm very put off by the facial expressions Alan Tudyk is making all the time. <laughs> and I know it's intentional, said- right? You know, you're you're you're, you're repeating the same thing I said last week. It's hard. It's hard. The same the the same things you said. Um, I get that he's supposed to be an alien and he doesn't know how to control a human body. But the um, what's incongruous about that is that all the women that he meets want him, and I get that they're a small town and he's an attractive. Oh, like that
1: one girl that's like kind of intimate him, the one that's uh, his assistant or something. I'm like, why would she be interested in him? I don't.
0: Both, both the nurse and the and the bartender girl who are both. Oh, and the
1: bartender girl, right? Yeah.
0: They're not. They're not unrealistically young, but they're both like about ten years younger than him. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, I double because Sarah brought that up, and then I checked the the actresses, and both of the, um, both of the actresses are like. I think the nurse is about 38 and the bartender is about 40 and Alan Tudyk is about, he's going to be 50 this year or is already. And I'm like, okay, if he's a doctor and he still looks like he does, you know, a 38 year old or 40 year old woman would be interested in him, you know, without, that doesn't strain credulity. Right. Right. uh, Yeah. In any way, you know, especially because his character is a doctor, but I'm like, He's so aside from the like funny, weird things that he does because he's an alien, he's always got a weird, awkward grimace on his face. Yeah,
1: he doesn't look like he's like got charismatic or anything. Like I keep thinking, like the, those no. two girls. I'm like, H- how hard up for are they for guys in this town? That this is the guy I mean, that's like fresh meat for him. What the heck?
0: Yeah, i I guess that's the bit, right? They're in this town of a thousand people in in uh, in Colorado. I'm like, I don't know, even even still like I'm not... <laughs> even still, right I agree. And then and then on top of that, I don't you you probably mentioned this last week, but like the tone is all over the place. Yeah, right. I'm like, what is it is it funny? Is it dark? Is it dark comedy? Or is it and so, some of the stuff is not even dark comedy, it's just like almost straight horror. Kind of, right? um, You know, with him, with him murdering the previous doctor and stuff like that, and I'm like, this. uh, What else did we watch that was like this? I don't, Uh, I don't don't really know. Maybe, maybe the boys. I mean, nothing, nothing. I, I don't mean. Yeah, because he doesn't like. like There's not
1: grotesque, grotesque stuff, but yeah,
0: yeah. This is a new, uh, maybe not new, but this is a different concept from what we've seen in a while. But uh, what I mean, like this, is that we watched something within the last 6 months or so where um the tone was inconsistent mm. or like sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's really dark um I don't think the boys because the i boys I th- is I pretty think, consistently I think Mythic Quest just often is like dark. that
1: where it goes very serious and yeah. then it gets, and then it gets all funny most of the time and then you're like this also another one was um uh oh, I just had it on top of my tongue I can't remember it was uh Um, the Orville does a lot of that back and forth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Um, where it gets serious and then drama and then it's hilarious and stupid and yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I agree. Now, did, do you agree? I had said last week I called it, uh, the feel of it feels a little bit like Eureka with production quality. Like the kind of, you know, those like a sci-fi channel. I don't is maybe it is a sci-fi channel. camera. It, it it is sci-fi there you, channel. There, oh, there so that's part right, of it.
0: Yeah. it you've got some uh, some Canadian actors. Yeah, maybe that, that's right. what it is.
1: It, yeah, it just it didn't. It feels weird. Some of the jokes are great. Like I at least through the second episode, you start getting where the kid part starts to be funny. Right where mm-hmm, the kid is mm-hmm. now determined to you know out him or something. Uh, yeah, which that part is great. That's actually the part that I find hilarious. When the the the, the, the those two going at it, but everything else, like man, just is. It feels forced and not right. And they, like they make him the the doctor of the the town, like of the mm-hmm. whole town, and they they don't yeah. even check any kind of credentials or nothing. And he just he's just there.
0: Well, the the yeah, the guy he's impersonating is a doctor, and so he would have all the credentials,
1: right? But he like, how do they know that? Like, evidently they never met the doctor, or they didn't talk to the doctor what's the, I, I just don't understand a lot of, it. and also why is the doctor, the criminal investigator? Right. I, right. I, I, he's right. not CSI guy. He's just, he's not the private. Like you know, that.
0: I'd, if, if they need to, you know, if they need to do post-mortem, like sure. Have him come in and, and then, and he's the only doctor, like they set that up, but then like the, the, the character, the sheriff character, the, um, the African-American. Yeah police police officer guy like i can't figure out where his character is yeah It's like he, he's playing a different character in every scene yeah i feel like
1: yeah and 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 the mayor like when the in the second episode when the mayor comes and says okay now you're our new town doctor here's your job i'm like is that how it works in canada do you just get assigned a job when you move into town <laughs> and they tell you this way i didn't realize that china now moves to canada i don't understand how that works
0: Right, right right i mean it's yeah it's colorado and they do um but is that how that I works mean, they, in colorado but again, do, you,
1: do you move into a town and you have a profession you are yeah, now web yeah, designer maybe. you work for this company
0: they and they do the uh the political jokes with the mayor which is funny like he's an he's a you know idealistic liberal yeah right, right. so he has no idea how and then and then they make the joke about healthcare, right if the uh Whichever one of the patients he's seeing, like, if you get sick, your parents will probably have to sell their house because right, yeah. it's, it's something. something. He's so,
1: so honest all the time or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. Like I said, on paper, it really does seem like it fits. And I can only guess after three, four, whatever episodes, it gets better. But it does, it's not a half hour investment. They're like 45 minutes or something, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, and Alan Tudyk is one of the best actors there. He is a good actor, but his... His acting is intentionally not great,
0: right, 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 yeah he's i mean he's definitely the best actor in the cast, yeah, um several of the others when they interact, I'm like, boy, this is so I don't know if it's written bad or I' don't what, but or it,
1: it's directed bad or they're just bad like
0: or... i'm I just am not buying any of the emotion oh hundred percent that, that and and, and that
1: does go way. back to like the the, the ladies like mm-hmm. th- they're. He walks into that bar, and they're like, "Let's get drunk together and then hang out and be you know the
0: the the bartender who's working like does like twenty shots with him right right off the bat right
1: and yeah that that is a perfect example of how that and and the other girl that he's with is how none of that makes any sense at all no I mean no. it's just not even like." Weird. I don't care how
0: small your town is. Like a bartender cannot get hammered while they're working.
1: <laughs> right. I mean, she was hammered in like first five minutes. She was yeah. like just downing. When they downed like four or five shots in in a matter of three minutes, I'm like, that's water. <laughs> just, yeah. There's there's and he has never had alcohol before. I mean,
0: they never are like with with a few exceptions. Like they're doing multiple takes of every scene. Like actors who are drinking or never, no i meant i, I meant drinking. like the, the the
1: character it would have drinking. been water there's no way anyone anyway, downs four or five yeah, shots right. for their first time or even the bartender you know anyway yeah. this sounds like we're nitpicking here but i don't think we are i think that that's that's just indicative of almost every scene right yeah. that they come up and then the next scene is with the the mayor and his kid and you're like that it just it feels not right anything that they're doing uh mm-hmm. here so yeah i don't know i i don't see myself watching another episode unless i'm Really bored and they have nothing else to do, or somebody writes or or one of our friends says, "Oh, it's great through this episode." Then
0: yeah, you got to There's a twist in episode six, and that changes, changes things after. Ap- yeah.
1: yeah, unless somebody tells me that, I I don't see why this would be something I want to watch all the time. Right, right. Uh, and if and it's sci-fi, so it means it can be completely just canceled on a whim without anything. <laughs> uh, True. So speaking of canceled, they canceled. Uh, I saw that Netflix canceled. There's no season two for the the legacy what was it called jupiter's legacy that superhero thing they just put out oh,
0: which is i don't which is pretty oh big. oh with the with the the generational yeah right heroes thing uh okay. w-
1: which i, I my, our buddy chris and i would talk about we enjoyed it for for what it was it wasn't great We give it like a sure. six out of ten or something at, at most and i think that's people who were he and i both are pretty lenient on things that we like um yeah, yeah. Uh, but the uh So I can kind of get it. The worst part about it is it was clearly nothing. I mean, nothing was really resolved and it was made for season two. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, like I watched that whole thing and it was fine, Yeah. but it was the origin story. And now we're not going to have any more of anything else. I just watched, you know how Peter Parker got his powers and now I'm never going to watch anything with Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. I, I watched a show called Ascension. No, uh, I'm not going to remember what it's called, but it's a show where the premise is right after World War II, um, the government of the United States put a group of their best and brightest in an arc, in a space arc, and sent them to uh, what's it called? Alpha Centauri? Okay. Right, as for whatever reason, right? It's a pretty standard uh, uh, sci-fi premise. Yeah. And you find out within the first episode or two that it's fake. It's uh, it's Truman Show. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not televised, but they're in a simulator. And they don't know that. And they're like, it's present day, so the people in there are like second or third generation. Um, just living in this fake spaceship. And uh, this is a spoiler for the end of the first season but at the end of the first season somebody who thinks they're being sucked out or blown out in space uh falls and lands on a on a pad like a stunt pad that's under the fake capsule right and right. so they find out that they're not in space at all wow. and the show got canceled <laughs> it's just done that's and it and right like, yeah i'm like this is a good show i would have recommended this to people but i'm not going to recommend people to watch uh yeah. A show that got canceled, right? And you get no resolution to this story. Oh, man, I, um, I,
1: I think yeah, that uh, I have a feeling. It's just conjecture here that that uh, things like that Jupiter's Legacy gets canceled because right now I don't I don't believe that a lot of companies have a whole lot of leeway on money. I'm granted Netflix probably wasn't hurting mm-hmm. too much because of the pandemic, but there's more to than just subscriptions that Netflix has to deal with making money. Like everything sure, costs more. Sure. There's actors. There's time and things that cost a lot yeah, of money now for real. That, that are right. much more expensive
0: building sets
1: yeah all that stuff is much more expensive than what it was. so i don't i don't know if that you know heck even disney's you know having lean times right now um mm. that that you have to um uh invest and just throw money around like they used to um i, I was going to say that i was going to mention that you know this doesn't get a season two when it it, it kind of needs one at least for to give the story an end um mm. but they they Netflix gave that uh, Katie Sackhoff sci-fi show, um, "Another Life," mm. which was awful, just terrible.
0: Every everything I've heard about that has been just has been just scathing, just terrible.
1: Granted, they gave that one back in 2019 a season two nod, but I am betting mm. I have a feeling that if that was like today came out and then netflix would be like yeah let's not just
0: blow another hundred it was it was a different world in 2019 do you remember in 2019 like looking forward to the even number like 2020 thing like things are going to change it's going to be better it'll be better right now 20 now we don't
1: even know what. yeah i remember when i was a kid 2020 for me it would have been i knew that was uh um uh 2020 was 45 for me it's like that's going to be a big year hitting 45 for me and you know, but that was back in pre two thousand, like ninety five or something. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, 2020, yeah. Twenty twenty, that'll be a big thing, and that's when we switch over to start calling it the twenties again. And you know, what do you call the? Mm. You don't call them the teens, you don't call them the aughts. Like we we didn't know what they call them, but the twenties you can actually right. get like a thing.
0: And now I like, yeah, you know twenty twenties is like ugh, we don't. You're know. You're back to decades again, yeah. which which will be nice. Like decades are dumb, but referring to things by the generations of people is even more is even more like, dumb. Right. Millennials, but now we start
1: the 2020 with like ooh, the 20s oh god right you know
0: yeah for me I was I was looking for 2015 because of Back to the Future right it's like oh, right, the early yeah. 90s and I saw Back to the Future too and I'm like man with the flying cars and the fusion and the, right uh, you know rehydrating pizza and <laughs> you can watch all those TVs at the same time man it's I wonder just,
1: I wonder if people are uh, so much are, are getting are getting smarter about setting things in the semi near future when they say things like 2035 and you're like yeah maybe you shouldn't set futuristic things too far because we've come a long right. way from 1960 to the year 1990, but from 1990 to now we really haven't advanced that much. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. technologically there's a, there's I
0: a little bit of a plateau.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, any, well, anyway, the, uh, um, that, ne- that Netflix thing was, uh, they, they said they made that announcement. I was, I was not sad, but I was like, I felt like I wasted my time at least mm-hmm. uh, on that kind of a stuff. And, uh, but on another Netflix thing, I did start watching um, Sweet Tooth, which came out. Uh, I would recommend watching it. Uh, okay, I'm three episodes in, and, and I didn't mean to. I watched one, I was like, "I'm just gonna" because I want to see,
0: you know, if it was. So the gonna, title go. doesn't tell me anything. What is that?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, it it's it feels like a it feels like a Harry Potter YA book, but but not any teens, right? I mean, it just feels like that's kind mm. of, it's got a world. It's very fantasy. Okay. So the, okay. the premise is that it starts off in the very beginning of the episode. It's kind of really relevant to times is that there's a virus that hits and quickly kills when it, when it gets you. Right. So the, a virus sweeps the world and kills so many people. So now that sets it up that we're in a, um, a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like the and, stand. and I like that they, they show like right at the beginning, they show, like right when it's happening. So a lot of shows will be like, here we are 20 years into the post-apocalyptic world that ended by virus. Here you actually Mm -hmm. at the beginning get to see kind of the virus happen, uh, you know, how it affects people. And then it's eerily similar to today's stuff with COVID. You know, like you see social distancing things on the walls, wear your masks. You know, they're doing everything Mm -hmm. they can, which we now know what you try to do during a pandemic to try and stop a virus from happening. And this one happens so quickly you know people get it infected almost like a 100 percent infection rate. They die within you know a couple days type thing, so it's really, really bad. Um, right and and so that's that, but at the exact same time, all of the babies that are born are animal hybrids, so oh, okay. so, so they're like and, and they furries. show them kind of furries, right?'re but they're human, different ones are different. Uh, they're
0: anthropomorphic animals. Anth- those, there you like, go. Anthropomorphic animals. Furries, um, furries so- carries a lot of connotation with it. That's not what I mean. I mean, more like uh, like Disney's Robin Hood.
1: Yeah. Uh, the cartoon. A- except that they're, I mean, all of them are are different, but for the most part, they're mostly human looking, except they have some animal features. Like the, sure. the main character, Sweet Tooth, has uh, deer antlers and a okay. uh, deer ears. Sure. Uh, so he has those kind of go out a bit does he also have human ears or no no i don't believe he does
0: okay um
1: and then there's a, a little girl that's kind of a, a pig hybrid and she's got a pig snout okay. uh, but everything else on her looks normal mm-hmm. right and, and then there's they just introduced another uh, kid who's looks like a hedgehog but he mostly all looks like a hedgehog he does look like an anthropomorphic robin hood character I see. Um, so, okay. but anyway, so they the the narrator, which seems to be a pretty cool narrator guy, uh, says like we don't know what came first, the virus or the hybrids, but they happened at the same time, sure. and no one knows why okay. the virus happened. Obviously, it's one of those things that people blame the hybrids, which they don't. They didn't cause it. Okay. But they, right, right. But they were all born then, um, and I and I mm-hmm. don't know yet if all babies continue to, to be born are hybrids. Uh, they didn't really mention that, but. That sets up the world and then it follows a guy in the, in the first episode, it follows a guy who, um, decides to take his son into like Yellowstone, right? Off grid type thing. He's got a huge like backpack and he goes off into the woods and he raises his son out there as the world is, is ending. He goes out in the middle of nowhere to raise his kid. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so the first episode follows him raising this kid and he gets to be out 10 years old. Um, semi spoiler first one. Dad doesn't make it obviously. Mm-hmm. And now you're following sweet tooth. He wants to try and find his mom, but he's only 10 years old living out here by himself. Right. Okay. And he's a pretty good 10 year old little actor. So I think I was kept thinking while making these movies, it's gotta be so difficult to make a whole movie around a kid and they're only a kid. Right. Um, so n- now this kid who you only kinda see him living out in the woods has to go out and, and encounter people and it seems to be in a very serious kind of world right there. Sure. As you might think of really actually happens with the world that you know, some people hate these hybrids and they want mm-hmm. to kill them and hunt them and they're there's none and they're older than ten years old. They're all kids. Yeah. Um so it's scary, but 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 sweet tooth. Meets this guy he calls Big Man, who is, he's a poach. I call poacher that want guys that kill hybrids. Mm-hmm. He is a mm-hmm. bad guy, but he kind of has a sweet spot for this kid because he sees him, and then the kid like latches onto him and won't, won't go away. So the guy's never nice, uh, <laughs> but he's following him the whole time, and he calls him sweet. Is it? And he calls him sweet too. Is it Woody Harrelson? No, it's it's like it's this big African American guy who's like a former football player and oh, stuff. Okay, okay, uh, but he. So anyway, the kid likes... Uh, his dad told him how to make maple syrup, so he loves maple syrup. Um, and then he eats a candy bar for the first time and loses his mind, and the guy calls sure. him Sweet Tooth. Um, so the kid wants to go to Colorado to find his mom. He's got this box that he thinks his mom's there for some reason, and he's just very innocent, and tr- and he goes out into the world, and you're following him on, on an adventure, is what it is. Um, and in in this kind okay. of very... Realistic, scary post apocalyptic world that gets kind of serious, <laughs> uh, and yeah. there are other storylines that are happening too. It does that, like, um, there's a doctor who they show his life through the pandemic, and then where he lives now, he seems to live in this kind of gated community type thing that's normal, mm. but they're very dark. Like, they sure. so as soon as somebody they're like, oh, nice neighbors and stuff, normal things, and then they see somebody has. The the sick, they call it. And then they burn them alive. Right?
0: uh okay. So it's like, whoa,
1: this is yeah. terrifying world type stuff. So there's like three different worlds that you're, storylines that you're following through. And it's very interesting. I know I went too long, way too long with that. Um, mm. But that's kind of the setup to where I'm at with like, things have happened in the next two episodes that I won't go into. But that's what the world is. And it's pretty good. Um, I I like I like the world building of it. Right there's these mm-hmm. hybrids. You're in, a, you're in a. I don't. So far, I haven't seen a whole lot of the outside world. I've seen definitely seen bad guys mm-hmm. and bad people. I've seen some of the what you you would know from any video game you've played. Of like, uh, you know, there's people, there's humans that are terrible people that are got guns, you know, right, or that are trying to steal your stuff. And then there are families that are just trying to survive and yeah I, I really i really enjoy that so man interesting i, I went t- too long with that but i would totally recommend it so far i'm I, I don't know if it'll go on to to get worse or better you know how it is but first couple episodes are 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 keeping me wanting to watch the next one right where yeah. where is he gonna go is this little poor little kid um and he's kind of sweet and he's innocent and he's and he does stupid kid mistakes that all kids would mm-hmm, make mm-hmm. running off on his own because he wants to play with other kids and they're like not a good idea kid. Right. You don't do sure, that. Sure. You know, you always think like, man, how does they meet up with some other kids? And you're like, none of these kids have parents. Cause they're all dead. Like how, mm. how do you survive at 10 years old? You know, if on your own, you just,
0: yeah. Yeah. You,
1: you do everything you can to throw your lot in with whoever's around. Sure. Yeah. It's
0: well, speaking of, uh, yeah. kids that have no parents mm-hmm. and, uh, and and lots oh uh, I you want to forgot. talk about our, our movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry nice segue there i was going on too long uh yeah we so we did sandlot this week for our movie thing right that's the uh hmm. 93 95 something in like that time period uh, yeah, I should pull uh that up. show uh, and i don't even know who directed it and actually i don't even know if any of the peep actors are, are in here are went on to other things um
0: i don't think many of them did uh, they,
1: it wasn't one that you see like oh that's river phoenix or that's you know Wesley yeah. Crusher or something. You know, um,
0: 1993, The Sandlot, uh, directed by David Mickey Evans. Another mm. name that
1: I didn't, I don't really know.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, oof. There's almost nothing like Beethoven Three and Four, right? Uh, right. Sandlot Two. Um, there's a
1: Sandlot Two. Okay.
0: Ace Ventura, Pet Detective Junior. All right, all right, that's weird. not not a lot of not a lot of directing credits here. Yeah, for,
1: th- uh, this this for Mr. Evans from from that outside perspective, I don't think that this this movie for the people involved had a lot of things. Not not to say that the movie isn't good. It just it it feels like for every person involved, it was the one hit thing they did.
0: Yeah, right. The only the only name in here is um, James Earl Jones. Oh right, yeah and right. He's the he doesn't show up till the end till the so. end. All right.
1: I forgot he was, he was that guy there.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I know I just spoiled that, but I'm gonna hit the bell anyway.
1: So I, I've seen this. I haven't seen it for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I I will say just a quick comment before I ask you about yours. I, I think that, uh, it's, it's very much in the vein of we've watched uh, stand by me and, um, some of those shows, right. Life and Mm -hmm. life of a kid narrated by their adult self. Right. Um, Um, and I mentioned earlier that I like those shows that are like, Hey, just hang out stuff. Um, but this was, this was, uh, fits in the popularity cult of pop culture type things with, with those things like that. Just, you know, Oh, this is back when I was when I was a kid type, type mm-hmm. things. Uh, and I haven't seen it for a good 10 years, if not more, maybe 20 years. Um, but you hadn't seen this at all, right?
0: I saw it once uh probably just a handful of years ago i did not see it as a kid
1: okay so what do you Um, think
0: i knew i knew some of the references it was like when i went to college and i met guys just about my age maybe you know plus or minus a year Mm -hmm. and they would quote you know they would say killing me smalls smalls. and they would say hey you guys Mm -hmm. from uh from the goonies goonies yeah and I had never seen either of those Goonies because it had swearing, presumably. <laughs> and sometimes you just don't have the opportunity, right? Like I've talked about this half a dozen times on the podcast. Yeah, right. Like too many. Things. I had, I had one, I've won. Um, well, I actually have a couple of cousins that are older. And so anything that I saw, I just happened to, you know, be there to see star Trek or. Um, yeah. Uh, Back to the future. stuff like that. Um, but if I didn't, you know, if I didn't have the right opportunity, and nobody says, you know, oh my gosh, you got to see Ghostbusters. Like I didn't see Ghostbusters. Well, even then, for us
1: growing up, you you have to make an effort to go do this. Like you have to go to the yeah, video if, store, hope they you have didn't it, look see for the it. Thing. You had,
0: yeah, you had to go and find the VHS, hope that it wasn't out. Yeah. and and sit down and watch it. Right. Um. And so I have movies in my uh lexicon or whatever personal experience mm-hmm. that um that are like. That are like these movies for me, this felt very much like it's a weird sort of thing of and I guess it's not really that weird because the filmmakers of this time were making movies about their childhood. Yeah. Right. So right. these yeah. like mm-hmm. uh not quite boomers, you know, a lot of Gen Xers and maybe a little bit of oh, silent I, generation. I, th- I the, think
1: it's I think it's boomers because I think these shows Mainly take place in early '60s. That that is boomers, right?
0: That's true. That's true. If you're thinking like born soon after World War II and yeah. are now like ten, twelve, fourteen years old, yeah, um, yeah, I guess you're really right in the sweet spot for boomers, right? And and, and then so, and then
1: in the '90s when this comes out, they're like in their yeah, th- late in, '30s, early '40s.
0: In the '80s and '90s, these these guys are you know getting into their '40s and you know have enough of whatever to to make or they're making movies and they're like oh i should make a movie about what it was like to to grow up and so right it's a combination of like 80s 90s tropes mm-hmm. and also like late 50s early 60s <laughs> tropes yeah right yeah. it's a weird a weird sort of thing like i'm watching this movie and the um the squints character is is telling this legend of the beast this, this <laughs> right, giant yeah. dog that's that's eaten so many kids and i'm yeah. like boy if you're because my my youngest sister who's 21 she watched this with my um some of my uh nieces and nephew mm-hmm. and they're my oldest niece i think is maybe gonna be 16 geez okay um but my nephew is like eight ish yeah thereabouts and i'm like man does a does a 8 10 12 even 15 year old like can they comprehend this situation where you're sitting with a bunch of other kids in a treehouse and they're telling you a story and you just believe it you just that's your only option they did though right i mean we like I know there's we no did. there's no other i was trying to explain to um my sister earlier today that it, my my one older cousin when she was doing a paper for school or something, she would come over to our house because we had a set of encyclopedias. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, she could use them. She could borrow one Yeah. where, you know, otherwise she'd have to go to the school library and like compete with the other kids trying to use the encyclopedia. Right. Like to look up something that was curated and printed, you know, a certain, like at, at least a couple of years ago. Right. Um, my grandparents had a set of encyclopedias that only had forty-eight states, right? Because they were before uh, they were from before Alaska and Hawaii got admitted <laughs> to the union, right? And I'm like, what a different world that was, where you did not have instant acts. And I mean, you know, we have different problems now with yeah. reliability and credibility and sure. and all that stuff. But that idea of like, you know, if you were, and I think they. I'm sure that they allude to this in one of those movies, but like, you know, if you're a group of guys and you're you're hearing stuff about sex, right? You're hearing it from other kids, right? And right. You're just you're just trusting whatever because you have no. You're not going to go ask your parents, <laughs> right, right? Right. And it's just a such a different.
1: Yeah, uh, and 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 things, even simple things like him him trying to to throw a baseball like it sounds silly that he can't just go to youtube and search how to find how to throw <laughs> right. a baseball just but watch a video no, nobody was there to to do anything to teach mm-hmm. anything like and he couldn't do it on his own right and and you do learn so much from your friends growing up and i know that it is different in a different world today but that is definitely how it was it was that way when i was growing up even that you mm-hmm. you know that you have to uh everything your friend said or what you learned like i said about sex or girls um, is from friends and and yes half of it is wrong most of the time because they don't right. know but whoever's the most right. confident like you said squints yeah. would he seemed to say his story with such confidence and now you know it's completely fabricated and mm-hmm. when when i I do enjoy that scene later on when 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 uh, he talks about um you know the squints tells him that the old man is uh, the worst most evilest person in the world and would never yeah, And get he's in.
0: like, Why didn't you just knock on the door? I would have gotten it for you. Yeah. And they all start and hitting him. They all him start hitting
1: him and bagging on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, I love that scene. Like, that's what it is. That Squints is completely believable because no one second guesses him. Right. And he's, he's just charismatic enough to just tell the story, um, mm-hmm. which is great. And, and I, something I like about this one that wasn't on some of the other ones is that they, they show it, the director shows it like it's the, um, the kids remember it, right? Like they, he, the the dog right. chewed up. Yeah, the, that's the...
0: every time they show the dog and the giant dog. I'm like, this is like that movie Big Fish, <laughs> right. where exactly. you're seeing you're seeing this stuff, but it's it's the way that the kids imagine it. Yeah, right. Because right. they're not seeing the dog; they're picturing the dog based on the sounds and what they see, and they're like, oh, exactly. this dog must be huge. And then you see the actual dog, and you're like, yeah, it's just a really big dog.
1: Right, and and you remember you remember like he chewed up that pole to go crazy and we pulled it out. And, and, and your, your memory of it is as you're a 40 some year old person is that, Oh my gosh, you chewed that thing up. But really back then it was, he just like maybe the dog attacked the pole or something and you got terrified and you ran away. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think I, that's maybe one of the reasons I like these things is that so much of your life is so different when you're a kid. And when you look at it from an adult angle, it seems so simple and silly, and simple is the word, right? It's you know mm-hmm. they they do they go play baseball every day, right? right? That's what they do, man. Yeah, remember I mean, the they life of you? Even just, all, yeah,
0: they didn't even all have TVs, so what else were they going to do?
1: Yeah, and I actually liked a lot of the, a lot of the scenes where, um, he's like, "Mom, I'm going out," and he just runs right, and he just takes off. Yep. Um, yeah. and even at night, there's one time when they go to the, like the night game or something on 4th of July, he's like, I'm going out and then just at nighttime and runs away. Um, no big deal. Um, and that's right. Yeah. That's again, that's how, how it used to be. Um, moms yeah. never knew what the kids were or the, uh, the dads didn't. And yeah. So yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, I, I still like the show cause it was it's yeah, just I... a simple little thing.
0: I, because of the way I I think about stuff, I'm like, okay, we watch on our poster. We had both uh, Goonies and Stand by Me, mm-hmm. and those are pretty different movies, sure, but but still similar in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty I was pretty down on Goonies when we rewatched it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think I think if you didn't see this as a kid, it's fine now, but you're not really getting much out of it. Yeah, sure. I think I think of these three. If you're gonna watch one of these, you know, '80s, '90s, boomer kid movies, as an adult, I think Stand by Me is the best choice.
1: Yeah, um, it's the only thing about Stand by Me. Most, is it, it like, feels so serious. Like it's
0: it's it's pretty serious. The sort of the themes of of Vietnam and and some of that are are more accessible to adults. It's not, yeah, you know. Or like this he whole holds, weird in that one uh like cave adventure or this or yeah. this whole you know the whole movie is about the them playing baseball with this dog like it's stuff that seems like it loses some of its stakes if you're watching it as an adult yeah um where the the relationship elements of of stand by me i think are more um transcendent of of age
1: yeah say so that, um, that 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 sh- i really like that show and it totally fits with these three like you're saying i I do think stand by me that when I look back at those, th- those three things um, it's hard for me to recommend for a kid to watch, I guess is, is yeah. thing, right. Cause or, yeah. or even a teenager. Cause it's like, there's so many dark that first off, the whole point is they're going to, to see a dead kid. Right. Right. And then, and right. then one kid is seriously disturbed and has problems and is wanting to commit suicide sometimes by standing on the train. Cause his dad mm-hmm. beats him. Um, right. And another one, uh, they have a gun that they have with them with bullets in it. And he's talking about shooting yeah. himself. And then in one scene, yeah. Wesley Crusher has a gun and points it as at his, at his brother and tells him he's going to blow his head off if he doesn't back let him go. Mm-hmm. So it's there's so many dark things. And even at the end, it doesn't have any kind of a real happy ending because like one kid goes to jail, one kid dies early, you know, and you're like, oh, my man. You know, this is
0: yeah it it reads the most like a true story and it a true does. story yeah, like right. with some with some you know uh uh impact implications because you know you've got uh who well, i think richard Dreyfus in the frame yeah. like yeah i never made any friends like like you that, know, that I had somewhere. friends but yeah. you never because that's that's how life is but 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 this um,
1: Sandlot is more like complete just fantasy fun like it they're all yeah. happy in their own way um it's all a wonderful summertime everything was great for
0: for me i have other movies that i would put in its place but they're ones that i saw when i was younger so they have right some of that nostalgia memory for me where you know like goonies and sandlot i'm like these are fine but i can't like it's not funny or entertaining to me when all six of the kids are screaming at the top of their lungs because (laughs) the dog bit the thing i'm like uh that's what sarah said she's like did we scream like that when we were kids definitely i'm like definitely. we were real noisy i don't know that <laughs> but we i'm were telling you, we did at, at knowing this, like, I, still,
1: I still have kids that i hang around with on that when you go to like boys and girls club stuff you ask one question and all 20 of them won't scream the same answers at yeah, the same time yeah but yeah it's it's what what they do um but yeah it, it's it's a simple i want to use the word wholesome but, mm-hmm. um, and, and it is a kid's period piece, like, like right. a lot of these are, right. I, I like your reference yeah. to, uh, kids won't know that nowadays, which is, which is, all right. We, we want to say it's sad that they don't have that kind of experience, but they have a totally different kind of experience that they
0: have some different experience and yeah, they, you know, their their world goodbye. is just a different thing. Oh. Hopefully, they don't have something like, you know, a parent who served in Vietnam and doesn't know how to function as a person and beats them. <laughs> right. Uh, no. But, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah and, and they don't, all, they have their their World of Warcraft or their Fortnite times, and they're, they'll remember growing yeah. up and getting online yeah. and playing online games with all their friends. And that'll be a great summer where they did that. But mm. um, it, it is a weird thing. I have raised two kids in this millennium. Millennial, whatever, and uh, I do right. still feel that knowing all those the kids that they do get out less. Not all kids, but they because sure. they don't have to. It's it's more of a kids today when they get out. It's planned, It's a planned event, right? Sure. It, it no kids in any at least in the Indiana that I the two cities that I've lived mm-hmm. in are just running the streets. I mean, right. if they are running the streets. The society is trying to find them places to go and things to do on, you know, put them in a place where they can be monitored. Um, sure. But I, w- I also say, I know growing up, it was a different kind of neighborhood. But when I go to any neighborhoods looking for homes and stuff and I intentionally look for where there's a bunch of kids, it's very difficult to find any neighborhood with just kids running around outside mm. doing stuff. I've got sure, my sure. neighbor kids across the street here there's three of them and they're always out every single day playing and i have a feeling their parents are constantly kicking them out right M- making them do that um mm-hmm. but granted they're below 7 years old so maybe that'll change um but yeah it's it's yeah. just it's, it's, it's something kids don't it's have it's just to different
0: do. it's a different time it's it is. you know especially watching movies like this it's tempting to look at the past or your own your own past or the time before you know, with rose colored nostalgia glasses and it's just different, right? Like there were, there, there were positive aspects to that sort of free range kind of let kids explore and learn on their own without that constant, you know, hovery safety net. But then, you know, there were also elements of that that were, that were dangerous. Like the fears were not all unfounded. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. Well, as like the mom says in that movie, she's like, I want you to go out and make mistakes and get into trouble. Not a lot of trouble, but a little trouble. Yeah. Right. It, it was a way that you can teach kids to. Do, and who knows? We you, we won't know for like fifty years from now to see how those kids, if not having an experimental childhood, <laughs> right, is doesn't benefit them or something. You know. But but honestly, society will just change the way it does and be different. Yeah. The way it which yeah. is, which is kind of cool, something that we can look at and that perspective. And I I would hope that our generation can be better parents and accepting whatever kids life they have. Right. It's, it doesn't have to be like ours. I, I don't. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. But we could watch the movies like this and see what, what it was like for that. You know, <laughs> I, I guarantee you in 30 years from now, you'll watch a show like Sandlot and people will be like, "That is such a weird, like you said, your nieces and nephews and stuff like that. When they, they turn 30, like how did people live like that? How did kids ever live like that? You know? Right. It'll be weird. So what do we got next for our our, our series?
0: Okay. Um, random pick off the list. What did I highlight? Oh, this is a new movie. It's called Another Round. Uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, I want to say, is the guy's guy's name. I don't know much about this, except I think it's a group of teachers who decide to take up drinking or something like that. <laughs> I bet you most um, teachers take up drinking. <laughs> right, right, for sure. Um, I would if I but, was a teacher, I'll say it. It it got a couple of nominations um, at the Oscars when we watched uh, watched that with the Troilos. Um, and so I thought that... Oh, so it's, it's really kind of new. Yeah. The subject matter seemed vaguely interesting to me. And so I put it on the list and uh, we're going to check it out.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I, I mentioned last week, like, I, you have some on these lists that I've never heard of. And this is one of them. And I think it's really, this is a, a good one. You know, instead of my little nostalgic trip of movies, you've got some, d- some, d- some d- good ones worry. that are interesting.
0: <laughs> At some point, we're going to watch uh, Little Giants, which is one of my uh, versions of Sandlotter Goonies. <laughs> and maybe also Little Rascals. I'm going to put that
1: on here. Too. Oh, yeah. What was that show? It's a weird thing to ask on air. There. there was a show where, was it called Little Monsters? Was that a, show, a
0: movie? That sounds familiar. Yeah,
1: there that, it, that feels like one of those ones that everybody liked as a kid and I think is pretty terrible. when You look back at it now. Right. right. Little monsters. Uh, yeah. There are some things even nostalgia can't fix. Uh, yeah. Real bad. For sure. Okay. So another round for next week. Got that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're making our, we're making our way through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. I think we got it. We got it. Let's. We won. Let's do it. <laughs> Winner. You've been listening to the front porch. This is episode 198. Thanks as always to our friends at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. uh, If you're interested in movie reviews and also um, movie reviews is what Geek Scholars is about. And LRM Online is where our buddy Fox writes uh, movie and board game reviews. So you can check them out. Uh, If you have ideas, suggestions for our movie queue, our weekly challenge movie queue, you can send those to us via email at frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or use the contact forms on our website. I, I promise I will soon have a list of the queue in no particular order up there for you to review and and submit suggestions. Um, if I didn't say this already, that address is frontporchpodcast.com. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, that would be awesome. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. The front porch. Alright, everybody. See you next time.